T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What is up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network. The Fish Tank crew is here, Seth Levitt and OJ McDuffie. I am Travis Wingfield, the host of the Drive Time Podcast on the Miami Dolphins podcast network. And guys, it's back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since I was a sophomore in high school, Juice 2003, first sweep man, over the Patriots. Man, stop that already, Travis. Stop all that noise, <laughs> We man. have to start, start the show start with, with start H. Start that H-talk. already, man. Damn. You guys, right into my intro, too. First sweep over the Pats <laughs> since 2000. I was in junior high for that one. <laughs> Seth, Juice, I'm not in junior high anymore. I'll toast to that one, boys. One more show to go on the season, OJ, and we are finishing it up here with a victory. The Dolphins get to 9-8 and eight on this 2001 cheers, season. Cheers, bro. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Big Seth, we know you don't have to get down like this anyways, but, hey, a win <laughs> is a win is a win, bro. <laughs> Let's get it in. He he went straight for the uh, – what's the name of this one here? Oh, my God. The best sir. They're, they're he, unbelievable. He went straight for it. That's that's a warm a Un- warm beverage, and that is a large beverage. Unbelievable, man. Down in Winwood. You want to go down to Winwood, man? <laughs> that's a Winwood – Victory today, bro. That's a play on words, Seth. What do you think, man? What do you think of this this way to finish out the season here with a – what was the final score? Did we kick a PAT there at the end? I was too busy running around. No, I think they let it go. They just let it go. So they they finished 33 to 24 is the final. Correct. Juice. Let's let's go back to Juice here like we do every single Sunday here. Take away from the game, man. We we get another victory here. Eight and one to finish out this season. What do you think, man? Man, you know what? I just love the fact that, you know, the guys did not – sit back last weekend, feel sorry for themselves. You know what I mean? I think that's more important than anything. They did not feel sorry for themselves. They went out there and they played hard, man. Let's talk about the first drive. And then, of course, when the defense came in and gave them another little, you know, uh, little emphasis on, like, getting this lead. And then next thing you know, you know, we're sitting there with a 14-0 lead. And they went out there and played well, man. Offense went down there and played well. Defense answered, and next thing you know, we got a chance right there, bro. And that's that's the way the game went down, man. So I love the fact that a team that had nothing, zero to play for, went out there and played their asses off. That was one of my big takeaways, too. I thought this was an important game for Miami just in terms of seeing how they would respond to being really out of contention for the first time, Seth, since 2019. I mean, every game the last two years has been a big one up until – this one, unfortunately, but I liked this right here, Seth. Drives of 726, 658, 630, and then a, a drive that almost went four minutes. That's a good complimentary style to this defense. And what did you think of that as far as how this game kind of played out here, Seth? Because we saw that the defense play another very strong game. The offense kind of complimented what they did. They come out with a victory in the end. But what did you think of the approach of this game for the Dolphins? 
Well, I love the approach. I, you know, I was texting you guys that first drive. I was like, well, where were these guys last week? I mean, this is really kind of the game plan we had hoped to see last week. But you know what? Last week is over, and you talked about not much to play for. Ultimately, Juice, every opportunity you get, and you know how fleeting it is to get opportunities to play in the NFL. And so every game matters, regardless if there's playoffs in the line or not. We'd yeah. love to have the playoffs on the line, right? I mean, that would have been fantastic. That wasn't the case, but it doesn't mean you go out there and lay down, especially against a division rival. And, and you know, I love seeing – who doesn't like seeing the Patriots fans all upset in the stands? Who doesn't like seeing Bill Belichick pulling plays out of his sock and, you know, seeing <laughs> looking all flustered on the sidelines everything? Uh, you know, who nobody wants them to come down here and go rolling into the playoffs. This is exactly the way you wanted to finish the season – Got a little nerve-wracking there late in the game. Yeah. It was a little bit closer than I would have liked, but they finished with the W and all of the things that Travis just rolled out for you. Especially, Seth, when you're rolling around the concourse down here at Hard Rock Stadium, and there's a bunch of them out here, a bunch of them out here <laughs> drinking beers and having a good time. I'm, I'm glad they're going back to the parking lot. It's because everybody wants to be here. It's because everybody wants to be here. Travis, where are you from? Uh, I'm from here now, but I'm from the but Northwest. But your ass is here now. That's exactly right. Juice, we know you're from Cleveland, but you're here. And you stay here. All You can live anywhere in the country. You live here. Everybody wants to be here. It's a destination game. So, of course, I'm over that whole thing. Oh, all their fans come down here. Because they all wish they lived here, but they yeah. don't. But they come down here. But well, you know what's great? They got their vacation ruined because they sat in the rain. And they have to go home with a loss. <laughs> yes, they get to play next week. That's great. Good for yeah, them. Yeah, they do. But they today... Do. Today, and all I care about right now is today because it's the day in front of us. And as Coach Flores has taught us, we take it one day at a time and focus on what's in front of us. And they go home with the L. Yeah, they 1,000% go home with the L, man. And it's a it's a beautiful L. But you're right, Seth. I mean, it's amazing. It was so – I hate it so much sometimes when you sit there and you listen to the game, you watch the game, and you see a play, and you don't know if it's for us or for them. There were so many Patriot fans in the stands today, but we answered every time, every bell. And when they were loud, we got louder, man. So our fans really, except for the ones that sold their damn seats, the, the ones that were here, <laughs> they showed up and they showed out, bro. It was nice. It was a beautiful thing. Seth, you mentioned people wanting to be here. I mean, the, the weather, the people, the stadium down here, it's all pretty beautiful in South Florida, and we're celebrating back-to-back -back winning seasons for the first time since 2003. That's a pretty impressive mark there. Yeah. Hasn't been done since Dave Wanstead was the man in charge for the Miami Dolphins. But one point I Think wanted to put that. you guys Think here. Think about that. Don't rush through that yet, Travis. Think about how long it's been. I appreciate you slowing me down. I, I no, didn't want seriously. I, I mean, I didn't want to go back to the middle school comment, but that's where I was. I was in middle school, man. I mean, you don't have to do that part of it. Let's focus on the Dolphins, not necessarily where you were. The fact that you were in middle school and doing, yeah, you know, golly. But he was in middle school, Juice. We were working for the team. He was in middle school. But my point is that you can't lose sight of the fact. Look, when Brian Flores was was hired, five year contract, right? You start over. Every time you get a new coach, you're starting over. You have to build a game plan. I know this team after. He could announce that. Rebuild has failed. And the rebuild has failed and all these other things. You know, it's not happening as quickly as we want it to be. But there's a good young core of players that this team is building off of. They've won back to back. They've, they've had winning seasons back to back years. And hopefully that's something that you can take into 2022 and build upon. That good young core is a good mention there. We should yeah. get into this right off the top here, Juice, that Jalen Waddle now is the all-time 
leading receptions man. That I said that really, <laughs> really that right? awkwardly. Is that what it is? He has the most receptions <laughs> by any rookie in National Football League history, and he got it on the first series, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. And he punctuated that with a touchdown catch in the corner of the end zone. I thought one of the Dolphins' best offensive plays of the entire day. But that's that's three in a row versus the Patriots. Tua Tungavailoa is now three and zero in his career, and I know he wasn't a big part of that offense in the second half of the game, but he certainly helped them get that lead early on. And that's kind of where I want to go here to close out this opening segment with you guys is the way this team plays with a lead compared to the way they play from behind. And I know every team in the National Football League, it's it's easier to do that to play with a lead, especially a two score lead, but. Man, Juice, when this team gets out in front like that a couple scores early, it seems like it's over. And I, I made this point last year that there are so many games where teams come back and, and claw back and get into it at the very end, and the Patriots did that, and good for them. That's, that's kind of how they play. They're, they're going to play 60 minutes. Yeah. But this Dolphins team, when they get leads, they're almost unbeatable, man. Yeah, teams with great defenses, they're, they're, that's the best thing you can do for that team is when, you know, as an offense, don't mess it up. And for two, as a defense, you just want to give those those guys an opportunity to pin their ears back, be able to play tighter coverage, you know what I mean, go after quarterbacks and things like that because we they know the opposing team is they're, they're fighting and scratching and clawing to make some points, you know, get some points involved. So, you know, one thing about us is we're not a team that usually gets out enough. In the first quarter, we don't get enough of that opportunity to go out there and get that lead. When we get that lead – like any other team that's really good, and we talk about some other teams in the league that play so well with the lead, i.e. like Tennessee, guys like that. When you Some teams like that, they're, they're better positioned to play well with a lead because they're not built to come back. And so for us, you know, it's nice the fact that we are able to go out there and get a lead. A 14-point lead right away, obviously it was huge for us. Because the rest of it, you know, we had to hold on and get our thing done. But the fact that the team went out there, offense went down there right away, got a score. Defense gives a score right back. And the next thing you know, hey, the, you know, New England's playing catch-up the whole time. That's the best situation for anybody in, in the NFL right there. I agree, Juice, and you talk about being built to protect the lead. You know what good teams do to protect leads? They run the ball. They run the air out of the football, and today the Dolphins did that. I was like, what, what is going on? I mean, even Tua made his, some of his biggest plays of the entire game, could argue the season, with his legs. Yeah. So, you know, they ran the ball really well, and what more can we say about Duke Johnson, not oh, just today, goodness. but since he got here? Unbelievable. Yeah, like, I mean, the entire league slept on this guy. Welcome home and stay home, Duke. That's yeah. kind of my message right yeah. now because that dude, the way the way he gets those outside runs and, and the way he can kind of press the hole and create sh- bad angles for the defense, I want to talk about him more in a separate segment. That's a great point, Seth, because they rushed for a buck 95 in this game. That's a season high for the Dolphins. They had 181 against the Jets back in Week 15, so the 195 surpasses that. They also had 250 against the Patriots last year in a game in December, so maybe they're finding out ways to beat this Patriots team. Like I mentioned, three straight victories over the New England Patriots. And, you know, the fast start to the game is, is kind of to your point you made earlier, Seth. We've got another minute or so here that the way they prepared this week after a massive letdown. And, and we, you know, we talked about this in our, our group chats and all that and the social media discord that we saw. And it's not just Dolphins fans. It's every fan base across the National Football League, guys, that has these really, really strong reactions to big wins and big losses. And the Dolphins fans had to be on the losing side of that last week. But for this team to come out 
and they're not going to surround themselves with all the vitriol they see on, on social media. But to come out and kind of play to what I thought was a point Gerald Alexander made, Dolphins defensive backs coach, on the on his press conference this week, he said, man, we don't take these opportunities for granted. You get 17 of these year, you used to be 16, but you get 17 of these year, we're not going to take it for granted. We're going to come out here with one, one more opportunity to play together. And to come out and start that way, I thought, really showed that message. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, man. The, I, honestly, you know, the way the guys came out today, they, they really honestly have to feel bad about last week, and they know they have zero to play for today. But they do have a lot to play for today. Most mindsets with these guys, most players would be like, you know what, we're out of playoffs, whatever, whatever. But bottom line is we still got to send a message to the New England Patriots. They're still in our division. We know we got to see them for, for the next decade plus because they're in our division. But these guys came out there, man, and not necessarily playing spoilers, but playing like, you know what, we're not going to quit on our team. We're not going to quit on South Florida. We're definitely not going to quit on our coach, man. And those boys came out there playing like that, man. Fun game today. I mean, look, I mean, I, I hate the fact that this game was kind of meaningless to us. But at the same time, no man, it was meaningful to a lot of guys on that field today. That's a great way to put it. And Seth, I know I don't know if you saw that, but that was the Travis Wingfield air quotes there from air Juice quote, air quotes. on the other side of me and the left I side of me. I missed the air quotes. I didn't so, get to see the air quotes. So we've yeah. got OJ breaking. I don't out think it's quotes. meaningless though. I don't think it is. I, you know, I get. Well, look, I know we got to go in a break, so I'll, I'll give you my whole philosophy on why it wasn't meaningless in the next segment. Look at that, week 18, Seth figuring out when the breaks come into play. I love that. <laughs> he, likes to, he likes to run I, through the breaks. I <laughs> appreciate you on that. Like, so the I, final I, score. I, you know what, Danny, don't like to hand off the ball. I don't like breaks. And then, he, and then he cuts into my outro, just like you guys cut into my intro to start the show. I, we're having fun here. It's the final show of the year. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium. Dolphins win this one 33-24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. In season or off season, you and your car make a great team. Take care of it with Chevron with Tecron for unbeatable cleaning and mileage. It's a winning play. Chevron, together ahead. And Seth, you kind of teased our intro into segment number two here at the end of the first segment. We have to talk about Duke Johnson, who came up with another big performance in this game. And we talked in the postgame show last week about how we were hoping Duke would see more than the seven carries that he got, and he had some... Some lengthy runs at points in the game last week, but this one he finishes off strong. I think it was 25 carries for a buck 17. Yep, and one touchdown. He had the 27-yard run to start the third quarter for the Dolphins and finishes off that drive with a one-yard touchdown run. And Seth, I don't know if it's fresh legs. I don't know if it's just he's got a point to prove or he's happy to be home, but this guy looks like not just some guy you pull off the scrap, even give him some carries. He looks like a guy that can possibly be an answer for you long term. It sure seems that way. I mean, I'm sure fresh legs has something to do with it, right, Juice? I mean, there's, you know, particularly at that position, there's something about taking that pounding all the time. But he was a guy who clearly has something to prove, and he's a South Florida dude, man, and that's just the way they get down here. Go go any Friday night and watch South Florida high school football, and you can see the kind of ball players that are born and raised here, and you get a guy who comes out of Miami, New Orleans High School, and that's just how he's built. And he's going to grind that way until somebody tells him he doesn't have a job in this league anymore. And he, he clearly wasn't ready for that. But you give him an opportunity at the crib, at his hometown, and yeah. he gets to play literally 10 minutes from where he grew up. I, I mean, it, it, what do you expect from Duke Johnson? Yeah, there's no better motivation than a couple teams telling you you're not good enough. And then you give me a chance to play at home. You give, me a, you give me a chance to play in my backyard and I get a chance to turn out watching the team that I love and the team that I appreciate more than anything, you know what I mean? 
Duke has been so special. And it, it drives me crazy that the, after he had the 100-plus yard game that we didn't ride him next game until the, the Duke, the wheels fell off. You know what I mean? I thought Duke was that guy that was that boost, that energy that we needed. And today he was that guy again. Everybody talks about it all the time, and I get it. Everybody wants to know, talk about, you know, Dolphins never get running backs. They never go in the draft. We don't need to go in the draft to get a guy. We can find guys like that. And kudos to Chris Greer and Coach Flo, but going out there and finding Philip Lindsay, finding Duke Johnson. You know what I mean? And we love Gaskin. We love our mate. We, we love our backs. But when you can go out there and get these guys that were on the, literally on the street and they come in and they produce like that, dude, that's what it's all about. That's, that's, that's like fantasy football GMing, you know. We, this is real football GM, and when they went out there and they found these guys that are bona fide, 100% good football players, and, man, Duke is – he just makes it special, man. So I, I look forward to this, Big Seth. I look forward to seeing how we move in the future with guys, Duke Johnson, how we move in the future with Phillip Lindsay, with Dokes, at, who we drafted last year, with, you know, Gaskin and Ahmed and the guys that we have on the roster already – how do we move forward with these guys when we see these guys that we picked up late in the season being so productive? It's, I'm glad you mentioned the fantasy football thing because, like you said, it just doesn't happen that often. I think the Packers picked up a cornerback, Rasul Douglas, who makes a bunch of big plays for them. But other than him, I might have to say Duke Johnson is the top in-season signing. Not, yeah. not saying it's a, a big, long list of guys that are doing this, but it just speaks to what Duke and, and Rasul, Rasul Douglas and Green Bay have done. But I think that there's, a, there's something here because the way he runs – with kind of that in-your-face, like, let's go right now style where he kind of presses the hole, but then he has the feet to quickly get out the backside. And I think that really pairs well with what this line does well. And you can sit here and say, Travis, they don't do much well. Yeah, it was a tough season for the offensive line. I think we all would agree with that. But there was growth, particularly in the running game. And that's kind of something you see with this entire Dolphins roster is these young players that whether it's instinct with a Jalen Waddle or Javon Holland or it, it, it's gradual like a Christian Wilkins or even a Mike Gesicki, whatever the case may be, you see this, this growth. And I think up front you may have seen some of that. And that kind of brings me to my final point here is as he runs well behind these big bodies that can kind of get their hands on guys, then just give them that extra half second to latch onto those blocks and gain their leverage. He seems like a good fit for that. And at the right tackle position today, making his first career start, Robert Jones. How about that? I thought he played really that? well. Juice, him and Rob Hunt. Was he the, eligible? He's the, eligible today? Yeah. Ref, eligible. ref. He's the, eligible the, today. The Big law seven. firm of Rob and Rob off that right side, <laughs> guiding him for some big runs. I, I don't know, guys. I think that if the offensive line shows that kind of growth going forward, this young core just continues to get better and better, guys. Yeah, look, there's nothing more that you want to see than to play your best football late in the season, right? And eight out of nine games it's an unbelievable way to to end the regular season the problem is and we keep talking about this we got to figure out the slow starts we got to figure out the slow starts in certainly in in for the entire season and it wasn't the case today but early on this year part of why we had slow starts early in the season was because there were slow starts in early in games And, and so they did start to figure it out but there has to start to be some continuity and they have to be able to build on those things and you want it, look how valuable it was to jump out on the Patriots the way they did. I mean, you were able to change the way you play and force them to change their game plan so that those defensive players can pin their ears back. So that that I think if there's anything they have to figure out, it's what is causing these slow starts 
and how do they, and not saying they have to start the season winning eight out of nine, which would be nice. It would be really nice. But imagine if they were just four and four the first half of the year. What, how, how much of a difference that would have made in what we'd be talking about right now. So how do you figure out to get over these slow starts? That's, I think, the biggest challenge in my mind. And now, and and what you know, there's all different ways how, how to what that recipe is going to look like. And I'm sure Travis, you're going to spend the entire off season talking. Start tomorrow. Guests. Yeah. You know, <laughs> off season. It's already all started. It's already started. It's all, well, I mean, uh, well, unfortunately the off season has already started. Yeah, it has right started. Yeah, started. But so everybody's going to have a different theory, but ultimately the decision makers, and that starts with Chris Greer and Brian Flores are going to have to figure out why are we starting slowly? Because this is fun. Winning eight out of nine. This is a fun way to finish the season. Uh, no, I wish no. we had more ball left in us. I really I do. And I, that kind of makes me think, Juice, about, you know, they found and they continue as a team over the last couple of years to find their identity around Halloween, you know, maybe maybe the end of September or end of October. They find what kind of team they want to be. And I think in this game, you saw the ideal version, in my opinion, of the 2021 Dolphins with the strong defensive performance that was right. getting into those third and longs and then forcing Mac Jones. And we'll talk about this. I thought they played a lot of coverage in this game. Didn't really light him up with the pressure, and that worked pretty good. But you get this defense running at full gear. You get the early takeaway, a takeaway later in the game as well. Then you get the run game cranking. Man, it's going to be tough to beat you, and that's why you can play a game where your quarterback only throws for, what was it, 100 and, 109 oh. passing yards in the game. Yeah. But I, I just think that you the, – the, the way you become a real competitor in this league is you have multiple ways to win. And in this game, Miami showed you several of those. And we're not going to talk offseason on, right. on the show here, but right. with the resources they have, I think you can maybe round out the rest of that group. I, I saw a complete team today that really got the job done. Yeah, it was complete. It's complete to a point right there. Travis, you know, 109 yards, never going to cut in this league. You know what I mean? As we all know. And there were some missed throws out there again, Drew. Some, missed throws, missed opportunities. Yeah. Miss throws, miss opportunities, man, and you cannot, cannot, cannot miss throws and miss opportunities, when, especially when it's in uh, late December, early January. You got to make those plays, you know. And and, and, you, and you, we've seen it. You, you watch all the Saturday games, watch the Sunday games. As much as we love our quarterback, our quarterback has to be the guy that is a difference maker because that's what this league is about. It's about having a guy that can go out there and be a difference maker. If you can't be a difference maker at that position, then our, your team's never going to be any different than what it is. You can count on your defense as much as you want. Count on your run game as much as you want. But bottom line is you got to have a quarterback that's going to go out there and make the plays that win you games. We're so blessed today, that first drive in the, the pick six, that we were playing for so far ahead that we were able to coast through. You know what I mean? But that's not going to happen – later in the, in the seasons or, you know, in, in other games, when you're playing against teams that are, you know, New England's a great team. New England's a great team. They're not a good team. They're a great team. But how, how, about, how about this, though? Because they only threw the ball five times in the second half. The running game was working so well. You open up with a 27-yard gash to start the, the third quarter for the Shame Dolphins. on us for throwing it five times only. So, so why, is, why is there a problem with – I'm. I'm just want to ask you guys. Why is there a problem with the passing performance? And you can you can talk to about missed throws. I'll never say you're wrong on that. You can't. That throw to Waddle outside was was poorly thrown. No no question about it. I didn't see that. But yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a missed oh. throw. There was a. But he, he finished know, he finishes know, 15 for 22. He throws the ball five times in the second half. One of those is a big conversion in the, on that final drive before the big rush. I'm just curious why why are we talking about the quarterback in a game where the defense and running game played so well? Where they basically just said we don't need him to win the game. <laughs> Sorry, I understand where you're coming from, bro. I understand. I love it. I love it. I love it. But at some point, it, we can't count on 
the run game and the defense. Some teams can do that, and they but will, they they will could, never they will never win at all when it comes to that because it's a quarterback league. You know that, bro. You know what I mean? But we saw him throw for four touchdowns and 300 yards in a game against the Falcons, and they couldn't get a stop on defense to come out and win the game. So it, it just goes both ways, right? No. <laughs> no, no, no. If there were certain because, throws that if they had been made today, throws that were there, opportunities that were there, if those throws had been made, it wouldn't even have been this close. We, that's that's the debate. We're, we're going to take a quick break, guys. <laughs> you guys go with that. Hey, no, we're, you know what? Hey, I understand. Hey, it's, it's a victory. It's a great victory. All victories are great victories. So, I understand. Travis, I get you, bro. I get it. Especially once against the Patriots. I get it. I get it. Let's go ahead and pause real quick, actually, 10 seconds, so our stations can identify themselves. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Radio Network. WQAM Miami, WPOWHD2 Miami, WKIS, WKIS HD1, and WKIS HD2 Boca Raton. Home of the Miami Dolphins. Powered by Anajar and Mabine Accident Attorneys. <laughs> We're going to hear from head coach Brian Flores, quarterback Tua Tunga-Vailoa, and continue arguing about another Dolphins victory here to close out the season. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Give your game day menu the perfect kick of spice with Old El Paso. Try recipes the whole team will love like slow cooker cheesy chicken enchilada bean dip, air fryer beef taquitos, or carnitas mini taco bowls. Visit OldElPaso.com for these recipes and more game day favorites. Old El Paso Taco together. We have head coach Brian Flores at the podium for his post-game presser. Let's go to coach. I'm just I'm proud of this team. I'm, I'm proud of the, their fight, their resiliency, their ability to deal and battle with diversity. Um, we've had ups and downs, and you know, it's, it's, it's a year I'll certainly remember. But, yeah, very proud of this team. Marcel? Hey. Marcel, we lost it there. Yeah, can you hear me now? Yeah. I said, you the – fourth coach in franchise history now with two winning seasons in the first three years with the team. Does, does that mean anything to you to add to, I guess, your pride in this year's version of the team? Look, I mean, the, the credit goes to the, to the, to the players, coaches. I just, you know, I, I always, I'm always going to feel like and wish I, I could have done more. Um, and our guys, they work hard um, from you know, the players, the coaches, but obviously our support staff. And you know, it's, it's, it's a special group. I'm, I'm happy and proud to be a part of it. And, uh, you know, excited for, for, for the way they played today. Um, I'm proud of the way they played today. And really the second half of the season. So. Thanks, Brian. Hey, Coach, you mentioned about the fight and how proud you are of you guys. A win like this today, does it give you more of a sense of confidence as you go into the offseason to to build for next season? I think, uh, you know, I mean, right now it's, you know, my thoughts are on, um, you know, kind of enjoying this. You know, I think you got to give credit to the to the Patriots and Bill and his staff. Uh, you know, and congratulate them on their season. I mean, they, they, they did a nice job. And, you know, obviously, 
uh, played well today. Um, and, you know, the offseason, those are things that, you know, we'll, we'll start to get into, uh, you know, in the future. But right now, just kind of trying to enjoy this moment. Thank you, Flo. Yeah, Brian, could, could you sum up this year? Was it success as you see it? Was it uh, what you expected? Man, look, every year is different. Um, I think every experience is you learn from them, good or bad. Uh, and that's that's kind of how I try to approach everything. Um, I know I've learned a lot this year about you know, myself, this team, uh, you know, players on our team, and the people in our building. And I think. Uh, that's that's really what I take from it. You know, I think you know there'll be time to reflect on it and see. Um, I mean, there's certainly some things that I've learned. I like to think that I've, I've grown a little bit, but hopefully that's the case for everyone. You know, that's the case for everyone every year, players, coaches. I'm sure that's the case for you in, in, in your in your profession. So you know, there's always good, there's always bad, and yeah. Uh, Try to learn from it all. Omar? Brian, what does it mean? This is the first time the franchise has swept the Patriots uh, in 20 years in a series. Does that add any kind of significance to you considering you spent 15 years with the organization? You know the level of kind of dominance that they've had over this franchise? I mean, they do a great job. Um, they're well coached. Uh, they battle for 60 minutes. You saw that tonight. Um, they play well in all three phases. Again, uh, like I said earlier in the week, I've, you know, when you're away, um, you, you know, I, I know certainly for me, I've grown more of an appreciation for the things I've learned there and try to implement them, uh, you know, here and really uh, in every 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 area of my life. So, um, but it's you know, it's it's nice to always win. I'm glad our, you know, happy for our players and our coaches and our support staff uh, to go off, to go out you know, this way. So if I could just go back to your last answer, I know you talked about how you've learned and grown over the course of the year. If I could just ask and maybe in what ways, if you could just kind of elaborate on that a bit. Uh, I mean, I think, uh, look, every year, um, every time you step out on the field, um, going to a meeting, uh, to do a walkthrough. I think, you know, those experiences, I think you're learning every time you, you, you every day. Um, and I try to improve every day. I try to uh, preach that to our players that that's, that's the goal, um, really in all areas, um, not just football, but, um, you know, as husbands, as fathers, as sons, as really in every way. So um, I try to take those experiences and try to be better in every, you know, area of my life. So. You know, specific to football, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's across the board, you know, from a leadership standpoint, from a um, you know, preparation standpoint, from a scheduling standpoint, from a practice standpoint, from a walkthrough standpoint. I think you take all those those things and say, hey, you know, what's the, 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 the right formula? But every year is different, too. Different players, different uh, you know, situations. So I think, you know, as I get time to reflect, kind of put it all together, there's so many variables in football. Offense, defense, special teams, scheduling, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just so many things, so many areas where you can learn. Uh, I try to 
be better in every one of those areas. Our last two questions, Joe Shad and then Dave Hyde. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Flo, uh, congrats on the win. How would you assess uh, Tour's performance to today? I mean, I thought he played well. I thought he made some big runs in you know, critical situations, you know, pick up first downs when we needed him. I thought he made a lot of good throws. Um, I thought we moved the ball well. I thought we ran the ball well. Um, so he let us um, and gave us an opportunity to, to win the ball game. Specifically at the end when we needed a drive against a good defense. Bill had all his timeouts and he was using them. So it was a big drive, big, uh, great job. Nice job by George calling it and, um, and putting us in position to, uh, get, to get the win. Final question, Dave. Yeah, Brian, could you sum up to a season? And considering uh, at the trade deadline, you guys were talking to Houston, his, his future with the franchise? You know, I think it's it's you know as far as evaluating the entire season, you know, I like to you know, have a little process for that. Um, so it'd be unfair for me to say, hey, the season went like this. But I know he, I know I can tell you he's grown a lot this year. Um, from a leadership standpoint, from a command of the offense standpoint, from a, uh, you know, dealing with adversity standpoint, from a, uh, dealing with adversity and coming right back and you know, uh, helping us move the ball and make throws. I'm proud of his effort, proud of the way he, uh, you know, the way he handled himself the entire year. And, uh, I think he did a nice job from that standpoint. But as far as reflecting on the whole year, not quite there just yet. We have our head coach press conference, Consiglieri, Consiglieria, here in Seth Levitt. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this press conference, Seth, on the other side here of the show. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network, brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Dolphins are back in action, and this season you can be back in the stands to experience it all live. Get verified tickets from Ticketmaster, the official marketplace of the National Football League, and you won't miss a single epic moment. And rest assured, if your plans change, Ticketmaster has you covered because selling your seats securely with Ticketmaster is as easy as a few taps. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com slash Dolphins. Seth, we had to leave a break there between you, but I wanted to hear your thoughts on Coach Flores' press conference. Some interesting thoughts, long-term, short-term. What did you think overall of Coach today? Yeah, well, just the fact that you heard those thoughts are interesting, right? Because with Coach Flores, it's always the moment. You always hear about what's happening in the exact moment. You always hear about what's happening, uh, you know, for the next, who's the next opponent, and that's the only thing he wants to talk about. You don't want to hear about anything else. But this was an opportunity for him to reflect. He didn't, now he didn't break down the entire season and how players performed, but he talked about how he was so proud of the team's fight and resiliency over the second half of the season. He talked about, you know, reflecting on him having grown, but also wishing and feeling like he could have done more, you know? And then when they said, hey, does this, uh, you know, you're going to start thinking about X, Y, and Z, he says, no, we're going to relish in this moment for a little bit. So those are all things you do not get to hear Brian Flores say, Ever. And so, you know, Juice, I was talking about the last day of school. I mean, the last day of the season is kind of like the last day of school in some way where, you know, you, you just finish something. It never ends the way you want it to, except for one team. But once it does end, 
it is that time to take a deep breath and reflect what this group of men have had the opportunity to accomplish together. And, and so I, I think we got to see some of that. And I love when you get to peel the layer back a little bit and see that side of Coach Flores. Yeah, I, I do too, man. You know, and bottom line is this, man. You know, the, the question was asked, was it a successful season? Of course it was not a successful season. But what he did talk about was the team coming out there in the second half of the season was unbelievable. You know, winning eight out of nine games, you know, last week was obviously the biggest game of all those, and that obviously didn't go our way. And, and you know, and it's like for him to be able to sit up there and, and talk about it, he knows about the opportunity loss for yep. this team. That's a big opportunity loss for this team with a lot of momentum. People talk about the, the bye week. The bye week was a few weeks before we started winning again, a couple weeks before we won again. You know what I mean? Bottom line is this was a, a hell of an opportunity lost, but the fact that this this squad showed the resolve they did, and I'm with him on this, coming up short, but winning eight out of nine of the last games, Travis, man, that is, I mean, a lot of teams, they, they I mean, they fold tent. They it's really so easy do. to quit when it's you're one and seven, Juice. So Even easy. as professionals, it's so, so easy. And it's so easy to quit in the last game where you just want to get to your vacation plans because you're not going to yeah. – this game has no implication on on next week for the Miami Dolphins. For anybody in that in, in that uh, locker room, it has no implication for what next week's going to be like. It might have implication when they start choosing, putting together rosters. But for next week, it doesn't. And so it's so easy for guys not to bring their best. But, man – there were some things that we would have liked to have seen done differently today, but you can't tell me they didn't play hard today. I, Bro. I mean, those guys played hard from from jump. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some guys, Travis and Seth, that you know that had their car packed up in the last <laughs> game. game. Right? It's already like you know they won't put it in, in the parking lot, but it's you know it's close. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, there's some guys that be on the road already right now after the game, ready to get up out of here. You know, I, Just and, what does that injury list typically look like in a game like this? It's, it's huge. Guys it, it's huge. A lot of guys can't it was go. Nobody. They it can't was nobody. go. Nobody. Yeah. Like I didn't say anything all week about it because not that I get superstitious, but I didn't say anything. But there was nobody on the injury report. That right. Was unbelievable to me. And yeah, I, most of those guys, Travis, are trying to make sure they don't have to stay here for the off season rehab program right making you know business I mean? decisions yeah exactly right no and, and to your to your point of the premonition about this team obviously wanting to be a part of this game and getting this w with the way the injury report looked plays out in the way they played like you mentioned from that opening play to xavian howard getting a pick six and everyone going crazy for that to two was big 23 yard rush where he's doing the little first down motion and kind of giving him a shimmy that was cool to see the the two a chance breaking out there for a him shimmy. there at the end of the game but seth seth real quick and this is kind of a point juice can make and we're getting short on time but i want to Kind of, I don't want to leave this un, unsaid because you mentioned Brian Flores kind of peeling the onion back in terms of how he learned about himself, and he, he talked about it in a very defined way that we haven't heard before. But the one thing we have heard before is him talking about getting better every day, not just in football, but as husbands and sons and fathers. And I'll never forget when he first got hired here, kind of going back and trying to find out about this guy and who he was as a man and a person, and there was so much – stuff about his former Patriots players, like the McCourty twins, for instance, yeah. both talked how much, how valuable this man was just as a person to them and a mentor and, and just a positive force in their life. And I, I think that 
the whole, whole overarching point here is what Seth said about these guys wanting to play in this game that had no playoff implications. And I think that's part of what Brian Flores brings is that guys want to play for him because he truly does care about you as a man. Yeah. Can't 1, argue with that. Yeah, 1,000%. Man, you could tell there was no quit in these dogs, man. There's no quit for their coach, for the organization, and for themselves, man. But bottom line is these guys really – there's no quit amongst them. They're teammates. We see some guys. We know there are guys. I know, I know there are guys that don't give a damn about coach, organization, or teammates. And it's all about us. Like a, the own fraternity is called Me Five Me. You ever you ever <laughs> been a part of that? The Me Five Me fraternity. I, me Five Me. I know some Me Five Me guys. You know what I mean? This team is all about team, organization, playing for their coach, man, and going out there. You know what I mean? And finishing strong. They know they came up short because, look, there's a lot of expectations for this team coming into the season from last year, going 10-6. and six. This year, thinking like, okay, you know, we've, we've added some parts. We've got a second year from our quarterback. We should be okay. We should be making our way into the playoff. Some tough losses and some big wins. It's a tough deal, man. This NFL thing is unbelievable. Look at the teams that are going to get into the playoff. You know, I think the, the worst team – the best team has, like, three losses. That's never heard of, usually one or two. You know what I mean? Some of the teams that are vying for it are all about 500. It's been a, a, a hell of a season the way the NFL wants it. We came up short this year, but we are in the mix. We're, we're in the mix, man. And I think the best part about it is what you talk about, Big Staff. These guys never stop. They never quit. They never did anything, yeah, to, to – you know what I mean, to, 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 to leave the organization, leave their team, leave their teammates hanging. You know, exactly, and that's that's the resolve you see to finish out the season with the 8-1 and one mark, like you mentioned, Juice. And, you know, to your point about it not coming out with the results you wanted, you know, last year they win 10 games, and as a, a first year with seven teams in the playoffs, you don't get in. Like, that's that's not heard of. And then this year you win, you know, you have an over 500 season, and once again with seven teams in the playoffs. That used to be enough to get you in some years. The last two years it has not been. So right. just a couple of tough breaks, and those are breaks the Dolphins could have given themselves some help with as well by playing ear- better earlier in the season. But I digress. We have Tua Tungavailoa's postgame com- comments coming up next. Get your new Kia with Gunther Plus at Gunther Kia or online at GuntherKia.com. For car buying done your way, you got to get to Gunther. Again, the final score from Hard Rock Stadium, Dolphins 33, Patriots 24. You're listening to the fifth quarter postgame show on the Miami Dolphins radio network brought to you by the Palm Beaches. Check out South Florida's ultimate entertainment destination with world-class shows at Hard Rock Live, award-winning dining at Suppresso and Council yes. Oak, and much much more only at Seminole Hard Rock Hollywood. We have quarterback Tua Tungavailoa and his post-game comments from today's victory. Let's go to the Miami QB. Uh, for me, I, I don't think there's any reflection of the season uh, as far as right now. I mean, we we just beat a tough team. Um, I mean, really all week. You know, that's what we've been we've been harping on is really we want to end end this season with a bang. So uh, that's what we went out there and did. And those those runs. And they, they just happened, I guess. Mark Stallworth. Hey, Tua, uh, great game today. Uh, zero interceptions, and you were able to defeat uh, Mac Jones. How did it feel uh, knowing that you got a win against your former uh, college teammate and you guys play uh, tomorrow night? So how did it feel to get that win against him today? Yeah, I, I don't I don't ever look at it as me versus another quarterback. Um or, you know, me versus uh, another running back or wh- whatever. It, it's always our, our offense versus their defense. 
and whatever we got to do to put points on the board and give our team opportunities uh, to put points on the board. So I, I don't really dive into all of the, the me versus Mac or, or any of that. I, you know, I think Mac did a, did a hell of a job, um, you know, towards the ending of this game and really towards uh, the beginning of the season, you know, he's, he's grown a lot as a player uh, watching uh, his game. You know, I couldn't be more proud of him and uh, you know, I'm happy for him and wish, wished him the best of luck uh, as they go into the playoffs. Tua, obviously not the season you guys uh, envision not going to the playoffs, but can you just talk about how this team continued to battle? And this is your, your teammates were, said this, how you continue to battle this season, one and seven, you rattle off seven wins. And then you come into today facing a Patriots team that's going to the playoffs. And basically pride was just on the line today. Yeah, I think you look at, you look at the, the first half of our season, there, there were a lot of things that we knew we had to fix. And uh, there were some things that we knew uh, we, you know, we couldn't win with as far as executing um, on all three phases. But, you know, just everyone sticking together and, uh, you know, believing in one another, I think that's what's helped uh, the second half of the season for us. If I could follow up real quick, Jalen said that he knew you had that speed when you kept the ball and you went for the first down, he says that it shouldn't surprise anyone that Tua has this speed. On a light note, he said that. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, at least Jalen says one good thing about me, huh? <laughs> Thank you, Tua. Thanks. Omar? Tua, you never addressed the chance. Did you hear them? What did you think? And what, what has this season been like for you mentally? Yeah, I, I personally haven't heard the chants. I don't know if they were after the runs or whatnot. So I, 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 did, I personally didn't hear the chants. Only after the game when I uh, was going through the, the tunnel, that's when I heard the chants. But, uh, I mean, the season's been up and down uh, for me and for a lot of the guys, you know, for our team in general. Uh, you know, I'm just so happy that we could end this season off with a win. You know, and uh, we'll see what the offseason has in plan for us. Wow. So you described the uh, the ride that this team has been on and how you were able to keep fighting and win uh, once you hit the midseason point. I'm wondering if you could describe a little bit about Brian's role in keeping this team together and directing it the way he did toward the win streak and why you think he's the right man to help this team take the next step maybe next year. Yeah, I think Flo has done a great job helping us um, stay together and, and not really worry about the outside noise and focus on on the outside noise, if you will. Um, you know, it's just really us being able to spend some time with each other, spend more time with each other uh, and, and things like that. But I think he's done a great job helping us, uh, you know, get to where we're at this year. Obviously, the first half wasn't what we wanted or what we expected. Um, but, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm very pleased with how we finished this season off. I will take one more, Ruthie. To obviously a historic day for your college teammate. What was it like, you know, being a part of that season for him? That was amazing. Uh, pretty much the first three plays went to him. 
So we, we got that out of the way quick. Um, and then I, I was actually very happy that uh, we ended that drive with a touchdown for him. Uh, so, so that was uh, really cool. So there you have Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. That's the last time we're going to hear from him in, in quite some time, probably I would assume around OTAs or somewhere thereabouts. But what did you guys think of that? those comments there with Tua there at the very end? I mean, he, he addressed a lot of the same questions he's addressed all year long, Juice, but uh, what, what do you think there from, from QB1? Yeah, QB1 did a great job right there, man. You know, and honestly, all they could do was come out here and play the game like they played the game, man. And I'll tell you this, man. Our young guns that went out there and played today, they show that the future is bright with these kids, you know. Offensively, defensively, we got some great young players that went out there and didn't care about vacation. I've seen some older guys that cared about vacation. These guys did not care about vacation. They cared about going out. It's, it's, it's so special. Guys, that's going to make it better for the older guys we bring in the locker room. We, we talked about it, and Seth and I talked about it, and we've all talked about it privately, about how, you know, a guy like Jalen Waddle is out there, you know, and he's a guy that has a lot of older veteran guys that aren't suiting up, that are hurt, that aren't out there on the field, that might could possibly be a bad influence in terms of the fact that they're not able to go out there and play. Nothing not, not they're saying to Jalen but the fact that they can go out there and play, but Jalen still goes out there as a professional and goes out there and play. We got guys like him and Tua and Jalen Phillips, you know what I mean, and, and, and Holland. We got a good group of young guys that go out there and they go out there and just play because they love the game. They're having fun, man. So the future is so good with guys like him, you know, and, of course, the rumors are always going to be out there. The rumors are always going to be out there about Tua, somebody else, bottom line, blah, blah, blah. Bottom line. Because they went out there and they still went out there and performed with nothing else to play. Went out there and, and Waddle getting records. and all. I love all that, man. The future's bright for this team, man. Just build on that. And Tua perfectly went out there and got in front of the podium like he did last week. He got on the podium last week, you know, after a bad loss, and he faced the music. Now, when you win, you do the same thing, and that's what he did today, man. And a big win for us, you know, nothing to play for except for letting these guys know that we can go out there and compete with anybody. No, that's a great point. We, we talked about this lunch bunch on Friday, the, our Instagram live show that you, me, and Seth do, about how the, the best way to improve over the course from, from one season to the next, it's not all the free agent dollars you spend. It's not all the draft picks you get. Now, this year for the Dolphins may be a little bit different because they did hit an absolute grand slam in the draft, guys. I mean, yeah. to go Waddle, Phillips, Holland, and then Eichenberg obviously got plenty of experience this year as well. Hunter Long played. We saw big Robert Jones there at the end as well with his Dolphins rookie class. But, I mean, the, the biggest improvement you're going to have is typically from guys that are in that year one to year two, year two to year three, and the Dolphins have a bevy of those guys that I think it's fair to expect growth from, and that includes the quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. We'll talk more about his game, the matchup there with Mac Jones going 2-0 and over his college teammate this year on the season. That and plenty more to come here on the Miami Dolphins fifth quarter show. Miami Dolphins fans, are you ready for game day? With Cheez-It, you can choose your perfect game day snack made with 100% real cheese for a deliciously cheesy snack experience. So stock up on all your favorite flavors and we'll see you back here at your favorite game again the final score from hard rock stadium dolphins 33 go ahead and have a sip of that the uh, patriots 24 you're listening to the fifth quarter post game show on the miami dolphins radio network brought to you by the palm beaches 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.